welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Sue. It is our dozenth, dozenth show. Welcome to Pottercast 144. 144. 144. Welcome. I'm Melissa. I'm here with John is back. Bum, bum, bum. I am. Look at me. John, who, who, who finally went and did his work and graduated school. <laughs> I'm He's alive. Up. And, but now this week, Sue is missing this week. Uh, she has no. something to take care of. And we have with us our friend, Frack. Hello. Who, who nobody likes. Everybody nobody likes Frack. <laughs> God darn! I've been I've been watching these comments and I'm like, dang, they they don't even need me to come back anymore. Oh, are you up. gonna really try Everybody and play the pity card right here, John? Uh, no, not pity. Just flattery for Frack. He's been kicking butt. Oh, no. How does Everyone- that equal? They don't want me to come back. Every comment's like Frack's fun, but we miss John. You can't replace him. No, that's and, not or it, or no. it says Frack's fun. I can't wait for John and Frack to come to to be together. All right then, maybe I maybe there's a few of those too. Someone's a little sensitive. I've just been I've been watching all these Pellegrino YouTube videos. Pellegrino time, Pellegrino time. I was pretty impressed and flattered that there was like there's like three of them, and within five hours there was one. Yeah, I know. I I drew her Patronus. She we're going to put that on podcast.com. Okay. She said to me. She said in the video because I had said last week I give it a week, you know, and she had said. A week, Melissa? You are seriously underestimating the podcast. And I was like, yeah, I I have severely yeah. underestimated you guys. Uh, see, the first thought that I had, of course, way back into early podcast days is when, uh, when the kids used to get excited about sending me Chipotle cards <laughs> was how many bottles of Pellegrino would have to be sent to Frag's house before he uh, would videotape okay. himself doing the, the Pellegrino <laughs> PG dance. And putting I, it I feel a nightmare coming. So let's let's get back to the beginning of the show. We have for you a bit by bit this week a Phoenix Files, I believe. I forget how to do all this. I know you had to be reminded how to record today. I have to hold my hand. Poor baby, you've been gone for three weeks. I know it's been an eternity. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well, we had a lot of Harry Potter news this week, but before we do that, we have to hear from our friends at Audible.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Audible has over 35,000 titles to choose from to be downloaded and played back anywhere, just like Pottercast. Log on to Audible.com slash Pottercast to get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Again, go to Audible.com slash Pottercast for your free audiobook. What should, what should we be talking about? Right, right now, now? we should be talking instead. about some Harry Potter news. News. Oh, there's some of there that. There is some of that. First thing up in the news this week, we want to send a very heartfelt get well to Maggie Smith. She has been... No, no. She, well, she has been diagnosed with breast cancer. Maggie. Yeah. Well, she she says the prognosis is good and that she's responding to chemotherapy and they, they took out the tumor oh. and... All, the, all, all signs pointing to North, but we have had a lot of interest on Leaky, a lot of reaction um, that people want to send her their, their, their get well cards. You can do that at Leavesden Studios. We put the address in the Leavesden, in the, in the post about Maggie Smith. So look for that on leakynews.com. Oh, that's good. McGonagall. 
Sherbet lemon. Lemon sherbet. <laughs> no, the other oh, way around. What's the matter, Harry? <laughs> None of that was even close to a Scottish accent, okay? <laughs> What's the matter, Harry? What's the matter, Harry? Oh, this is going to be a long show. That's just the best video ever. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> I don't know what video you're talking about. You remember the, the comic relief video where, oh, yes, where yes, the yes. lady of magazine, all they do is have me walk walk around behind corners and say, Lemon Sherbert, and what's the matter, Harry? And they do like three cuts of different versions of her saying, <laughs> what's the matter, Harry? One time she's in a nightgown, and then she's in behind her desk. Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> her magic lesson is hat, hat rabbit magic hat got it <laughs> it's really silly you too oh, I, love, what else I love what somebody somebody said on the comments that having you two together would be like me running around after my two children trying to do a podcast <laughs> no but see this is fun because we've had him on before but it was while you were gone Melissa right. so that's right I couldn't mess around I had to be the Melissa which is the boring yes part. I know Look who you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, screw it. Here we go. What's, what, what next, Melissa? Okay, what next? What next? Melissa? Well, the bridge that we see in the Harry Potter movies, the one at King's Cross Station, the one that leads them over to Platform 9 and 3 quarters, which actually literally does lead you over to where Platform 9 and 3 quarters would be. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, taking, they're t- taking it down for construction. <gasps> they're, oh, I know no. they're expanding the station, and so... We just hope that it's going to be back intact for film seven. Where no, wait, seriously, when are they doing this? Now, <laughs> what happens gonna be- like in the real like Harry Potter? You know, like if they wanted to expand it there, like what if could they mess up platform nine and three quarters? That would be yeah. You know, you think they would? I, you know, I bet as soon as the Muggles got the idea to mess around with that, somebody would come up there and like oblivate everybody and be all like, <laughs> make them forget. <laughs> you guys don't need to be messing with this. Well, yeah. Th- th- basically, there's a, there's a movement to stop it being destroyed. They they have it earmarked as part yeah. of for destruction as part of the expansion of the station. But there's a group mm-hmm. that is um that is trying. Actually, a TV presenter is leading the campaign. To stop it from being destroyed, as because it's so iconic. And think yeah. about it in movie seven. I mean, like like they mention in in this article, um, there's the chapter called King's Cross, and it won't look like King's Cross if you don't have that that bridge anymore. And yeah. um, you know, it's literally the the setting of the epilogue, so it's like the last thing. I mean, and and what about the little spot where they have that designated now for nine and three quarters, like just off to the side of the building there like for well, all of us t- tourists that that doesn't look like it's it's is that area going to be messed with no no it's the bridge before okay basically there's the sep- all these separate parts to King Cross St. Pancras Station and as John and I know because we walked around for an hour <laughs> trying to rub find it in, uh, rub it in thanks sorry so, sorry oh, Fra- um, Frankie something tells me you'll have oh, your yeah day. I think so Woes you so anyway so John and I, you know, spent an hour trying to find it. We finally find it. You have to go across. It depends what way you approach, but you go through a door, and behind you mm-hmm. is this giant bridge. It's the one that Harry and Hagrid are walking across in the first movie. It's the one that that um, Tonks and Moody and Harry are walking across mm-hmm. in the fifth movie. When you see Padfoot is a dog go by, right? And there's a big giant clock. It's very iconic. Um, it's got yeah. a lot of beautiful architecture around it. And as part of expansion, they're going to destroy it. That's sad. I don't approve. I don't either. That's been, that whole area, King's Cross, has been under construction for years. 
I don't know. I'm just my cranky observation. Yeah, but they're not actually, to, to be fair, they don't say that they're ripping nine and three quarters down. I think that would have been a more prevalent point in the story. <laughs> For sure. You know, anyway. Yeah. All right. Harry Potter books this week at, at Christie's in England went for $72,000. 20 Harry what? Potter books. Some of them first edition, some of them signed, some of them false sets. One first, right, yeah. one first edition of the Philosopher's Stone, one of those rare 500 first copies. Oh my God. Uh, okay. With a wow, slip of that was the first run? 500 copies. 500? Well, Did well, she handwrite them like no, Beetle the Bard or let's, what? Let's, <laughs> let's be clear. Everybody throws around the 400, the 500 number, but there were 450 hardbacks of the first, and then and there were 2,500 paperbacks. Wow. So it was really about 3,000 was the first run. Okay. That's not very many. But this is one of those no, 500 not. hardbacks, I believe. I believe. The picture looks like a paperback, oh. but they said it was one of 500. So either they're wrong wow. or the picture's wrong. Oh, they maybe didn't have the right picture. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, basically four days into the sale of the first Harry Potter, they were already printing the second, the second print. That's how fast things happen yeah. with Harry Potter. So well, I, don't know, I don't know how I feel about people using these books to like diversify their portfolios and things what do you mean i, I, I don't know I, it, it just it feels like like it's too special to just be sitting there aside somebody's stocks and bonds oh i see and other investments to be like i'm gonna buy a first edition so i can sell it one day it's like i don't know i live in a weird world where i think that kind of stuff should be like in the houses of true fans displayed probably somewhere I know, but how do you decide who gets them and who doesn't you know, I know. I, I do it. Just call me. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a raffle of sorts. They invite school, school children from local area schools in three random cities what you in do the United States. Is you offer the book up and then you say, okay, we'll just cut it in half and nah. give it half to each of you. And the person says, don't cut it in half, give it to Joe Schmo. And then what yeah. happens is Joe, the other guy gets it because he did, he would rather it sep- yes. separate it from it and cut it up. That's a That's strangely exactly. familiar fable, Frack. And then somebody kills a baby. Somebody kills a baby. That's a very <laughs> a very controversial part of the, All right, well, the, the process. Well, the first edition but... copy went for four thousand pounds, which is about eight thousand dollars. Which I I, sure. I have to tell you, I think that's kind of low for a first edition Harry Potter at this stage of the game. What do you think? Yeah, well, somebody got to steal then, I guess. Well, you know, they should have these auctions around movie times or book release times. Why do they do it in Harry Potter lull news times? I don't know. Yes, we have news to talk about. <laughs> so that we have news. To talk I, about. How much do uh, first edition books typically go for? Like some older, different. It all. I know. mean, every book. I, I actually I spoke to the Sotheby's people about this because um, I was so curious when I saw Beetle the Bard back in I'm gonna, what, November. I was so curious as to what, like, what, how they determine how much they think something's going to go for. You know, and they said it's all dependent on the story behind each particular object so a, a regular standard first edition might go for a lot less next to a first edition that perhaps um was one that jk rowling herself sent out as one of her copies that she gave to people you know what i mean mm, so like the story behind it and their ability to, to verify that story really really affects it well yeah the ability to verify that's huge 
So I don't know. So maybe maybe it was interesting. Broken down a little bit that book. I don't know. Maybe it was in good shape. We saw if you're the, if you're the person who uh, bought the book and you want to tell us about it, mm. email us. And- if you're rich, that came in a package, right? Like in or they in, that was sold off separately. No, when no, it was sold off separately. Oh, never mind. My point is invalid. Yeah, it was. It was. There was a lot of books, about twenty books. Some in package, some in like full sets. Oh, some in I get you. First editions, etc. And it was one of them. That'd be funny if like they packaged like first edition Harry Potter with like Aragon or something, and someone's like, "Darn it, I just want the Harry Potter. I'm not want the extra." <laughs> I you're gonna say, "Darn it, I just nonsense. want the Aragon." I was gonna be. Uh, oh yeah. Amused. There you go. <laughs> Everybody's clamoring uh, over that. They should really release a book. Of all the different uh, uh, cover art from all the different, you know, uh, countries. Like yeah, a like a coffee table book? one. That'd just cool. like the American ones and then the, you know, British ones and then the... Oh, the legal nightmare that would take to get together. Really? No. Yeah, well, somebody should go about and find all of them, categorize them, <laughs> alphabetize them, and then print it out themselves. And, yeah. and put it out there. You did not and just say it, that. What? We're moving on. <laughs> right now. Before you put another toe in that pool. John knowing. <laughs> okay. I don't know why we're laughing at. I'm laughing at Frack right now. Because when he laughs like that, I can't, I can't help it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> huh. Anyway, we had a, we had a new half blood prince pick. Yes, yes, and and they're in the they're in the common room. And someone pointed out to me, it, is it is it coincidence or did every movie lately the first picture we've gotten have them has the trio been sitting in the common room? I don't think it's coincidence. It's not coincidence. It just was, honestly it looked like they photoshopped oh. like the book, like the, his potion books in there. I'm like, oh, new picture. He's like, oh, really? We got you. I loved the bowl of walnuts, though. <laughs> it was so random. The most that random. was my favorite. Ron's sitting picture. there with a bowl of walnuts. <laughs> and that, and that, no walnut cracker in sight. You can't eat those things without some means of Are they wizards? opening them. You really think they couldn't figure out how to do it as a wizard? Uh, they, they can't, you. you know, zip up their own flies. <laughs> I don't know. The spell to open a, a nut is pistachio. <laughs> pistachio. You got- you're gonna, J.K. Rowling's gonna get mad at you at some I'm point sorry. because she's gonna no, she's she gonna say no, don't be sorry. Eventually, she's gonna be like, "Who is this guy making up all these weird spells? How come people think that the spell to open a nut is pistachio and to make water bubbly is Pellegrino? What's going on?" She better not hit me. I'll stop <laughs> right now. No, 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 no. That actually would be a good spell for the water. I, I do I declare. I do declare. I like that. Pellegrino. I do declare. Anyway, um, I think I think they just they just tried to release a picture of the three of them because yeah, they're what people pay to see. Yep, poor Ron's not even in focus. <laughs> he looks a little pissed about it too. He's like, oh, I'm sitting back here. We also heard that the there will be a premiere in Los Angeles for That's Half Blood cool. Prince. Yeah. I'm also, I mean, around the time of the release. Dan Radcliffe will be in Equus in New York. Now let's just hope that he doesn't get confused about which event he's supposed to wear what. Because that could be <laughs> very interesting. That would be very for me. interesting, and I think a lot of people would either 
before that or against it. See the 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 horse chorus walking down the red carpet. But speak, with their hel- speaking of Equus, we did like a like an impromptu dialogue contest on Leaky with that picture. We just said, "Hey, write dialogue for this picture. Put it in the <laughs> put it in the comments." And somebody wrote his name was um oh gosh I forgot his name. It's on Leaky. <laughs> Harry showing Hermione a book, right? And she's kind of giving it like the like like a like a whoa not whoa but yeah. like standoffish kind of glare. <laughs> yeah. He wrote for Harry. This is me and Equus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw that. So I saw funny. that one. That's funny. It killed. Yeah, I just when we were posting the picture, I said, "Hey, let's let's have a little fun with this." And people really took to the took to the challenge. <laughs> oh. This is me. All right, last last oh, couple okay. of tiny bits of news. Um, we have some conference news. The programming schedule has been posted for Akio 2008. That's a conference in oh yeah, yeah Akio 2008. Or- Where's that at? In the UK. And I forgot the Ooh. date. Go to Akio2008.org. Hold on, I'll tell you. Sue usually knows this stuff off the bat. I gotta look it up. Akio. I still hate that pronunciation. Me too. I'm not a fan. How do you how would you guys I'll adopt it? How would you pronounce it? Well, I'm Italian, so it would be Accio. Accio? John? I forget now. Isn't I always said Accio. Like a Sind? Yeah, like But I like guess Asio. it does sound kinda. Anyway, Akio is the twenty fifth through twenty seventh of July. At Oxford, Mag- Greg, that's there. why are all the conferences on top of each other? I don't because th- you have a very few. Trust me, we know you have a very set few number of weeks in the summer in which you can put on an put on an event. So I know, but like if you want to go to all three of them or whatever, you can't just be like, just I'm going to take two months off of my life. Well, it, and here we go. It's you know sad and everything, but the world goes yeah. on. You know, I suppose the world it just—it's more choice for people. People, you know, they have—they can go to this one, they can go to Portis in in Texas, or they can go to Terminus mm. in August in Chicago. August. Yeah. We just found out that our friend Cheryl Klein is going to be a keynote speaker at Terminus. Oh, cool, sweet. Yeah. She's doing how many? Uh, how many T's did they have her build? You know, I think that Terminus might add a couple T's to her name. Did they? You know, I think you know as as with does a fine wine. With age, we had teas. You don't want to tell Cheryl that that's why she got teas, okay? I'm not saying that she's aging. I'm saying just the, the phenomenon of the hot Cheryl. All right. Also, speaking at Terminus will be Tamara Pierce. You can get tickets to those presentations at Terminus2008.org. There will also be a live podcast at Terminus and many other events. Sue is head of house at Terminus. Um, I'm not in her house. I'm in Brew Brew. I'm head of mischief. I know. You're in her house. I'm peeves. I don't, yeah. Well, you know, I... I requested to be in Sue's house. You know, last time... You got assigned to um, Sue's house. Last time... <laughs> Sidestep. <laughs> there was a... I believe it was Phoenix Rising. Sue and I were in the same house. And it was like yellow and black, but it was like a snake or something. So it was perfect. I felt, uh, I felt like it was a decent merger there. I'm still partial Are, to Do they have um, animals for the, these houses or no? I don't think so. These are based on winds, so I don't know. Based on what? Yeah, that's interesting. Wind? Winds. And then I realized winds had names. Yeah, man. You know, Eskimos yeah. have like a dozen. Well, I know there are four winds, like in mythology, the four corners. Really? I think so. Like on maps, old maps, they used to have like those people blowing wind on the four corners of the world. Yeah, that's All what right, that's yeah. what it's based on. That's interesting. Like the four corners. That's why it's based in where you live. This is a little secret to terminus. Oh. Uh, what would I? What What's over here? What would California be? There's 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 Brew Brew, which is the north. There's 
Suze, which is um, Pampero, which is the south, southeast. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, wait a second. Sue lives all the way the hell up in Michigan. Don't dare her. Yeah, but she has roots in, in Louisiana. That's why. Well, I, no one asked me where I had roots. I have roots in Ohio. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what the hell? Well, you didn't put that down as your address. That's a problem. Well, I'm, I'm sure Sue didn't put down her address well, as where her roots were. Of house. For that house. Oh, I see. She so, doesn't need to know. be in it. She's head of house. She doesn't need to live in that area. So she's not herself in that house? She's she has roots there. What are you talking about? Oh, for love of God. Oh, you want to get technical on the houses at a Harry Potter conference? I I will have an argument with well, somebody. The other two houses are... I know you will. The other two houses are <laughs> Matanuska House, Gales of Fury, okay. Lash the Land, Shrouding Mountains, Shivers and Trees, and Power and Ice. Fiercely challenging the star world, stalwart people of the North. That's that one. So that would be more like probably Northwest, I think. Um, okay. There's Pampero. There's... Oh, and Cohilo House. That's brilliant that they pick names that no one can pronounce. It's really hard. Gently, steadily, the west wind blows, touching the ocean, rustling the trees. That seems like southwest. And that has like a dragon. The Mantanuska has another dragon. Oh, they're all dragons. Sweet. Yeah, I'm in Brew It's red. I'm always in the red house. Are there pictures of these dragons? We'll put it in the show notes. (laughs) Frag has his sketchbook out already. I was just looking at the, the, the illustrations. They're pretty. Yeah, the the, pur- the purple one is very elegant, so that's pretty much Ravenclaw. Do you know what the purple one looks like? What? Puff the Magic Dragon. Does not! Aww. Oh, I love Puff the Magic Dragon. Don't be all, all about it. No, I'm just Puff, I imagine, like a Barney-type character, like in a suit. Like, I guess, but it's just it's the purple, you know? I, I suppose. Okay, anyway, 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 can we get back? Okay, that's our news for this week. That was the longest news ever. And we're going to come mm-hmm. back right to you with a bit by bit where we get into chapter 10 of Harry Potter oh and the Half-Blood. No, Half-Blood. What, what's the book? Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Oh, my brain. In frolics in the autumn, Welcome back, and we're here with our bit-by-bit bit segment, where we're going to be going through Chapter 10, bit-by-bit. Bits and bits. Well, a bit of Chapter 10, bit-by-bit. Bits and a bit. Itty-bitty-bitty-bit. Bit. Why does that make me want cereal? What? What? I'm hungry for cereal for some reason, talking about bits. Uh, alphabets? Hmm. Alphabets. Kibbles and bits? <laughs> You know that's that might be it. <laughs> no, <John. laughs> that's for dogs. I don't know why that makes. Well, me because think they're at Grimwald's place, which is Sirius's house, and Sirius turns yeah. into a dog. Oh, so that was very nice, Freck. But uh, uh, thank you for in, that. Tie it in. So, in the beginning of Chapter Ten of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Harry wakes on the floor of Grimwald Place. Yes, he does. And Ron and Hermione are sleeping next to him, and Ron had insisted for Hermione to sleep on the cushions. Oh, I wonder he's Gryffindor. They're so Gryffindor that they were afraid to go upstairs and get blankets and more to sleep on, so that more of them could sleep on. <laughs> stuff yeah, I, yeah, I mean, what the hell? They're in they're in a pretty big house. <laughs> they don't want to go upstairs. They're well, they walk in the front door and Dumbledore tries to attack them in dead skin cells. So <laughs> I can appreciate their apprehension to explore the rest of the house. Maybe it was That's Joe's. so creepy. Maybe it was Joe's attempt to avoid them sleeping in a bed together, and she wanted to keep them in the same room. I get you. Mm. Oh, that's a very know. intelligent way of... That's a good that thought. Up. That's a good question. Write that one down for Joe. Okay, here, Joe. Write it written down there. 
along with Not the cat really. seeing to invisibility cloaks. Yeah. Moving on. Harry, he comes exploring and he finds Sirius's old bedroom. Sirius? For Sirius. <laughs> I think, right? Because yeah. he's got all of these um, posters on the wall and stuff. Oh, well, but first, first when he goes upstairs, it's all stuff turned over like, like the place has been ransacked. Oh, right, yeah, which is kind of important because, um, you know, they all suspect Mungdungus or Death Eaters or worse. But right, yeah, um, the the portrait of, of uh, Phineas Black was still around, but he wasn't in it, which is significant. Well, they they go through the house, and it's all torn up. And then he goes up to Sirius's door, which, was it locked? Regulus's door was locked. Yeah, it wasn't locked, I don't believe. It wasn't well, locked. Well, here, we oh, see that's right, because Sirius's the room had been room. broken into already. Oh, right. right. Well, Sirius has permanent stick, stick charmed everything in, in his room. He's got... A very alpha male type room. Pictures yes. of motorcycles, bikini clad muggles, basically bikini playboy models girls. on the wall. And you can now hear, this is interesting. You can Muggle hear girls. the hearts breaking of all the slashers all for years. Oh, that's Who's right, that? yeah. Sirius was a very hotly slashed guy in uh, Well, I mean they'll they'll uh, go every ahead character and say that, that it took him a few years. Slashed. I know, but... They'll say that he discovered it after he left the Grimmauld place. Well, one time well, on LiveJournal, I stumbled across some fan art, and I did not know what I was getting myself into. And I was torn, because it was very graphic, but very well drawn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. I just it's I think scary. it's funny that the why are they posters of Muggle girls? I'm curious about that. This, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is back off the conversation we had with about... Um, the usages of wizarding photography. This was an opportunity for it right here, and she <laughs> went with Muggle girls. Maybe, this, maybe, maybe they don't have that in the witch in the in the in the wizarding world so easily available. I don't know. Taboo or something. Maybe they, they don't. don't do it. You know, they don't wear bikinis very much because it's. You know, <laughs> they don't wear bikinis. It's robes or nothing. Wiz- it's yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a robe. <laughs> Playing go for broke, all or nothing. <laughs> When you wear robes on the beach, it's not very flattering to your form. This is true. Which has gone wild. Which has gone wild. Lift lift your robes for the camera. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. Hey, 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 hey. Okay. Um, All right, so we get another little name check on Bethilda Bagshot, History of Magic. Yes. And a letter slips out of the book, doesn't it? Very important letter. A very cool letter. Yes, guys, tell me, what is in this letter? The letter is from Lily, who's writing Lily. Sirius after they've been under the Fidelius charm, and so she's she's mentioning that it's around Harry's birthday, and she thanks Harry, uh, thanks Sirius for the small um, room that he gave Harry, and that James misses Sirius, and he wants he wishes he can get out of the house, but he can't because of the reason they're under protection and the fact that he gave did the mentions the, that Dumbledore gives. I mean, he gave Dumbledore the cloak here. I think it does. Um. Uh, yes, it does. Dumb, Dumbledore. Yeah, Dumbledore still yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and then it cuts off at the end, saying, "Yeah, I like can't there's another page." Dumbledore. Blank. Yeah, but we also hear that Bethilda is coming by, and all this, oh, yes. all these ideas that she did know about the Potters and is telling the truth in the Rita Skeeter book are starting to make sense. Oh, know? that's right. That's a very good. Point. Yeah, I think it was it was so cool how this this there's this running 
ideas and assumptions about Dumbledore throughout this entire book. Like the previous book, he dies. Now we have a book where we're just actually start talking about for the first time who was Dumbledore, you know? And you get these little bits and pieces and stuff at the wedding and stuff at the, you know, and the second chapter or whatever it was with the clipping from the newspaper. And now we have a little snippet in a letter. And it just it just keeps this whole confusion about Dumbledore going, and then it's dropped, and then we get we we hear more about Harry and his his thinking about his mom now. I like how they notice that he um, writes his eyes the same way as Lily did. His G's. Is, is it eyes? G's. G's. Oh, I thought it was eyes. I was going to bring a point. I, where I, I just want to appreciate he has Lily's eyes. I just want to appreciate her writing a little bit here. It just says. He searched through the letter for every one of them, and each felt like a friendly little wave glimpsed from behind a veil. It's such a nice <sighs> little. Oh, she really so her poetic writing has just, and yeah, simple. Her writing has just taken such light here in the seventh book. Mm. It's great. Yeah. But then Hermione comes in. Well, no, I'm sorry. The, the trio, the remaining two members of the trio, wake up and realize that Harry's not next to them, and they rightly freak out. Yeah, they they freak the heck out. Oh, okay. I don't know. They were all upset at Harry to just, you know, vanish like that because they're all trying to, you know, they're all worried about him and everything. And Harry was up and exploring. Didn't leave a note. Car gone. Could have been seen. <laughs> but um, they uh, they catch up with with Harry upstairs, and he's he's on about this letter. He's still on about the letter, and that leads to talk about. Godric's Hollow again. And Bethilda Bagshot, History of Magic. Harry's starting to believe that she had this, you know, information about Dumbledore that maybe Rita Skeeter's article not that off base. Which is not, no, I, I mean, it's, like I was saying, it's it's all more random new bits of Dumbledore that we're, we're just going to be left hanging on, it seems like, until later on in the story. And it's just little drippings of Dumbledore. Yeah, and I I would imagine this information coming from a letter his mother wrote, who would have no reason to be, you know, biased either either way, especially knowing the audience. You know, she she's not going to have to hold her tongue when it comes to that kind of stuff. It probably had to be very confusing for him in the sense that, like, he's like, well, my, even my mom said there's no way Dumbledore, but and then there's just like, and then it's just this huge question mark. So. It probably just added to confusion because he was respect his mother's opinion and the fact that the opinion is unknown. So it's like, ah. Yeah. And they're all just all concerned about, you know, they're, they're on this whole mission on, on Dumbledore's order. So the character of Dumbledore, you'd think, you know, would, would really influence how they feel about what it is they're risking their lives for and everything. Sure. Scary well, thing. then we make a big discovery. There's a sign on a door okay. that says, says, get the hell out of here unless your name is R.A.B. R.A.B., Regulus Arcturus Black. <laughs> Pretty much. That was long rumored. There it was. Is this the first, the first we actually learn about it in the book? That R.A.B.? Yeah. Was, wow, yeah, that's a so big moment. Because you remember, I mean, not that we are the only people in the world to have done this. I'm pretty sure the like half or maybe all of the fan world read book six and went through the R.A.B.s they could possibly think of and thought of Regulus Black. But it just it just made me laugh yeah. because thinking about what Joe must have thought that here we are twelve hours, thirteen hours, fourteen hours after getting our books on book six, 
Emerson yeah. and I went into her office and she said, who do you think R.A.B. is? And we said, right, this black. I, if I was her, I would have been like, damn, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because the whole fan world just cottoned yeah. on immediately. <laughs> Dang it. She's all, no, <laughs> it's really abstract baboon. <laughs> no, she said it was so. And then like looking back on that with full clarity now, she just said, that would be a fine guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was like looking down and 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 she like hit her finger yeah. against the soda can and i'm thinking to myself it's him scratching yeah. her nose it was funny it was a funny moment oh what but yes yeah, so the big reveal of regulus black regulus arcturus black and the f- entire fangirls fan world goes eh been there done been there, that done next that. so we'll next pick week, up with rab and creature's tale next week Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Audible has over 35,000 titles to choose from to be downloaded and played back anywhere, just like Pottercast. Log on to Audible.com slash Pottercast to get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Again, go to Audible.com slash Pottercast for your free audiobook. Phoenix Files. It's the Phoenix Files. I haven't had this for a couple of weeks because we had to get all canon conundrum on you. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, we stink. <laughs> I don't know why I'm apologizing. I have nothing to do with it. It's true. All your fault. You, were, you weren't here. That's why we went off the rails, John. It's time for Phoenix Files. Not really. Uh, not enough syllables in there. No, not enough syllables. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's in the Phoenix Files? Oh, we have Christmas party, sort of. That's where we're going to start. Banged up Arthur sits down at the table. So let's Molly wheels him out on like the most ancient wheelchair you ever saw in your life yeah like a chair it's literally a chair with wheels <laughs> he's on a dolly yeah nice big box for ron <laughs> like a wolfskin hunter's patchwork sweater vest and hermione smiles at it like ooh, ron i want to see you in that so we have we had these cool we had this cool christmas ornament flying around santa claus father christmas and um so it's it's a bit just it's a nice little nice little moment with a little toast to Harry because Harry saved the day, saved Arthur's life, and the Weasleys. It was it it felt awkward to me like if I was Harry, like here's this whole family smiling up at me like their savior, and Ginny's there and everything. And they don't know that, and they don't know that I might have done it, you know, in some spiritual moogie gookie way. Exactly, that's a whole other dynamic. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's 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 pretty crazy. It's like when you when like you like blame something on your sister, and then you get <laughs> like like you lose something, and you say your sister lost it, then you find it, and everybody's like, "Yeah, you." Good thing you saw it, and it's like, "Well, I was actually the snake, and I remember feeling his blood run through my mouth." So, you'll you'll excuse me if I don't share the joy that you guys have right now. But you feel uncomfortable. You don't want to take the praise because you know <laughs> maybe it's not like that at all, and I'll just shut up. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. No, I think it is like that, because he even said that he, that's why Dumbledore asked, you know, like, well, I guess this is in the books, but still, it still applies. Like, where? how did you see the snake? Were you above it? And then uh, from the side, and he's like, I was the snake. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. But Arthur's looking beat up, and, and, and Harry gets his gift, and he's opening his gift, and who appears at the door? Struts into the room. Wearing velvet, as usual. Yes. With a glass of whatever and... No, I don't think he's holding anything yet. I thought he makes a toast. Does he need a toast? Oh, oh, he does. 
Well, he's... Uh, and he has one because you're right. You're right. He's magic, man. He can conjure his own drinks. What the hell? Snap his fingers. Mi- middle-aged wizard. That'd be the first spell I would know. Are you kidding? Serious effing black, man. That'd be the first... Yeah, John, I know. First. Biricus, sitting there in the living room. <laughs> Are you kidding? I mean, what... What... Bachelor wouldn't know that spell. Yeah, that's that's the thing, because all of a sudden he walks in empty-handed and then it cut back and he has wine in his hand. He used a summoning charm for the wine. Well, you can't conjure a food or drink, can you? Yeah, I think that's one of the rules is that you can't, because then... Right, you little... can, like, bring it from somewhere else. Accio. But you can't make it from nothing. There'd be no appropriation of wealth, because if everything you needed to create sustenance had that. Yeah. You know? I mean, you can't create matter from nowhere. Right, that's the, that's what I mean. You can't can't make something from nothing as much. You can can't summon make it. Something from nothing. It's a song, you know. Well, as long as it's a song. Something. From- All right, so the party's over, and um, you know, Sirius winks suggestively at Harry, so he follows him out the door. <laughs> John, the inappropriate. Wink. It's just it's weird. Only you are bothered by this, and your continued stressing on it makes worries me. To be oh, honest, oh nonsense! I, it's, I I've read. You're the only one who seems so borrowed. Lots of jokes. All right. The Harry. It's just smirk. silly. So Harry walks out of there. He runs into <laughs> the man of the hour, the little thing of the hour. The he had to be in this movie Creature. for some reason for instead of Dobby in the other movies. Reacher <laughs> the elf. He he performed well. I say for a non-existent person. Yeah. As as far as you know, if they were giving out awards that year for elves, grumpiness, he nailed it. He nailed it. He was much creepier than I imagined. He was more mumbly and like mal. He was much more vocal in the book. <laughs> Much more vocal in the book, but you can hear him kind of mumbling to the to the to the portrait. I'm glad they chose not to keep the screaming portrait. That would have just been a distraction. Yeah, it would have been. I feel like what? what? I don't know. But I I did like how they did have it in there in Grimaud's place, and he was talking to it underneath the curtain. And you could hear her talking too, nice, right? But she wasn't screaming her nice bloody lungs punch. out. Right. It's a nice translation from like, from conversing, novel to, you know? to film because you don't need that in the movie. Yeah. It would be like in movie one when the book screamed and scared everybody in the. Mm. And then they go to the the room with the family tree. Yes. Yes, the black family tree. Yeah, that that was cool, and that was especially cool watching in high def. Now that those are out, those DVDs. Because well, I mean, we, we kind of have most of the that information straight from Joe now, don't we? We do, and the interesting thing about that tapestry is that when they made that, it was it was supposed to be um, all animated. They had they had cut out certain parts to be um, CG, and I think it was meant originally to be more animated than it ends up being. I I think you see one bit of movement on it. I think somebody's eyes move. It might be Bellatrix's. Somebody's eyes on the portrait move. Yeah, Bellatrix does move a little bit. Yeah, and they basically did that for everybody. It doesn't. Does a banner? I think a banner flourishes a little bit, right? Or no? Kind of waves. Yeah, there's a banner that moves. There's a little tiny bit of yeah. movement, you know. And there's a, a Starbucks siren at the bottom. Uh, it's just a mermaid. Really? It's a mermaid, but there's that like a uh, part of it, like it's on the bottom right hand corner of the screen. At one point, you can see. I read something about that once. 
Oh, is that where they get the? Is that where Starbucks gets its insignia from? Well, uh, it's, if it has two tails, it's, it's a siren. The Starbucks gets its insignia oh. from uh, from Moby Dick. A guy, Starbucks. I, you confused me for a minute. I thought there was something really called a Starbucks siren, and I had really screwed up my mythology reading. No, I'm sorry. I'm like, wait a second here. There was coffee back in the day. No, um, <laughs> coffee, coffee. No, and the tapestry. What I, it was around the whole room. It wasn't just hanging out on the wall, which I thought was just really. Yeah, that's really. Was cool. How how like them to paper a room in their ancestry? Yeah, and like it's even you know that's like uh, it's woven. You know, it's a um, it's it's crazy. It's like a giant tap. Yeah, that must tapestry. have taken. I wonder how much he walks in there. Why? Why did he go in there? Serious. Well, he's pensive. Um, he blasted off this thing. You'd think it wouldn't be somewhere he'd want to. He, it's in the script. No, Harry went in there because he heard a uh, creature. I know he what's to in go the in script. there so we can find out about the Black Family Drake. <laughs> Come on. No, he goes in there because Harry goes in there. I always wondered why Sirius would want he's to be in He's probably feeling very room. pensive about the whole war, the first war, the people who've died, his brother, his family. You know. I mean, in the book, remind me, in the book, does Harry wander in there first? And then I think Sirius is in there him? already, I think, I believe. My book is not in front of me. Because that would make more sense. Like, if Harry is just wandering, like, he tends to wander in Grimmauld Place. And then Sirius is like, oh, haha, what are you doing in here? And then they have a conversation. Ah, uh, I can tell you in two minutes if you wait. I Okay, this is one thing that bugged me about the tapestry. It, but I, this is my, me being probably hypersensitive to things that don't matter. But that's who I am. Anywho, um, the, the 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 illustrations of the people, all the ones that have actors are, are it looks like the actors, but the, all the other ones look like old school, like pen and ink drawings. And I wish they all just looked old school. Like I wouldn't care if like the Bellatrix didn't look exactly like Helena Carter because it would just have gone with the, like, it would just make it a little more consistent. Yeah. But that just bugs me because, like, that's, I noticed that. That's true. Um, that is interesting. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things that, like, it's totally fine. It doesn't even matter, really. It's just me being... They probably just wanted to make sure the audience knew who the hell we were talking about. Uh, Sirius comes, comes by. He hears Creature talking, and they're in the room with the tapestry already. That's what happened in the movie. Well, well, no, Creature was trying to protect the tapestry. Yeah. Creature was trying to stop them anybody from touching it, but, but Sirius made him walk away, made him go away. Aha! Aha! That's why. See, that makes loads more sense. It's all good. In the- but here they have this talk about not being, not being a bad person, not being a totally good, and not being a totally bad person, and yay, Sirius, and... <laughs> so- this, yeah, and this is... This is where we get um, a lot of exposition from Sirius about his family, right? And how yeah. this is the first time in the movies we find out that his whole family's been in Slytherin except for him and all that, right? Or am I totally he, they don't really, making that up? I mean, they talk about it a little, but they don't really go into it that he's related to this one or related to that one. But there's, there's shades of gray in yeah. there. Because, well, it just when they talk about when he um, is burned off, his mother... Oh, and and we learned how he went and stayed with uh, Harry's uh, parents, parents, which is big information because it's like, wow, there's really a lot to this relationship here. That's right. Yeah, and I wonder whatever happened to Harry's uh, grandparents. Yes, that's one thing I'm disappointed of. I guess you know now that now the whole story, I'm not as disappointed because. It wasn't supposed to be like Harry was this person from this crazy li- lineage. 
um, they wouldn't. His grandparents wouldn't need to be extraordinary, but yeah, she talked about them in the interview. I don't think they had any kind of backstory that Joe's ever talked about. I think Wait, whose grandparents are talking about Parry's? But that there wasn't. Yeah, but they, that there weren't anything significant. No, they're just regular. No, they just James's parents died of wizarding disease. Lily's parents were muggles. Like that's you know. I want to learn some wizarding disease. Spider goit. <laughs> okay. Do you think? I don't think that's a wizarding disease. Do you think wizards have cures to the diseases that inflict muggles, like cancers and AIDS and things? I don't think cancers. I think cancer they might share with the muggles. You know, at least with the prime minister. Yeah, I just I think it's one of those those balance of power things, like the wizarding. Uh, diseases are just as um, cumbersome to them as some of our diseases are. You know what I mean? Like and I, they probably they probably don't get a lot of diseases we do because they don't encounter things that we encounter well, as let's, often. Let's, I remember though from the scenes in the in the hospital where um, you know they make a big to do about the fact that you know you can't use regular you know using stitches and things using needles. To sew up wounds and things, and it's like how primitive. Oh yeah, right. and how that's so mm-hmm. barbaric. That uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think that they do traditional surgeries over there. They must it's like they could summon a tumor or something out, or you know, Evanesca, whatever this fluid is. You know, I don't know. Surely they have more. They can just vanish it, uh. transfigure it into blood. <laughs> yes, so complicated. I wish this world was real. Uh, it kind of is, so... I know. I think I, I need about a 10,000-page encyclopedia about everything. Oh, I'm I'm right there with you. I could... I'll pour... When that thing's finished, I'm just going to pour over it. I need, like... I need a whole chapter to just medical journals and things. Like, how do they... How do they cure chicken pox? <laughs> I need to know. In two pages. Or what is... What's the wizarding for horn chicken pox? Did they say something like that, or... Oh, oh, dragon uh, pox. Oh, um, dragon pox. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Dragon pox. Hip hip pox. Alrighty, peoples. I think that that is the end for this week's Phoenix Files. We're gonna go on to the, the drums. Woo! From the drums, and we'll see you guys later. It's the drums. One of these days, we'll have all four of us here. Maybe next. We'll get there. Next Probably week. next week. Yeah. Everybody was like so excited. Make it the fo- make it the podcast four. We're like, okay, sure. Crack, you want to hang around? Be part of the crew? For sure, I would love to. I I feel honored. Cool. I'm just glad that people don't hate my voice as much as I hate it. It's, so it takes us. a long. I'm still not over it. It takes a long, long time to be able to listen to the show and not freak out at your own voice because everybody hates their voice. Isn't that weird? It took me it's, it's months. So- it's creepy like it, it's very daunting to know that that's what everyone else hears all the time I'm like how do you put up with me really <laughs> no. because I know I can be kind of loud I, I in hate person. there are things that you don't realize you sound the way you sound it's not the way you meant you know to sound like I'll get I'll get re- I'll yeah. get really nasally or I just I make random noises I go <laughs> randomly and it pisses me off and I know I did it early, the, earlier in the show when in the intro I did it and I was like dang it but I can't it's, make it cool. Just, just be who you are. You're not gonna, you know. Just you gotta yeah. be you, Frag. You gotta be you. Just, just pull a <laughs> pull a, a gambin and just uh, don't watch your performance. <laughs> well, if I stick around, I guess I could be. We need one. We do one. need one. Oh my gosh! 
And you are. Aww. And I was kind of, I was kind of bouncing forth, back and forth. Bleh. I bounced back and forth between thinking it'd be Ravenclaw or Check Gryffindor. It out. And I think I'll be Ravenclaw, I'll Ravenclaw just for the sake of, you know, having a, a full I house. Check it out. Two boys and two girls. Finally, this. Oh, look at this, you guys. We could go to the prom we together. Can. We could. This is we great. Could. The Yule Ball, you mean? The, the Yule, Yule Ball. ball. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> oh, the leaky you know, that, party. That's one thing that bothers me. Why is there only... Why is it such a unique thing that for them to have a ball? They have to wait every hundred years for well, it a Triwizard Tournament. To be every, every seven it years. It used to be every hundred years. There used to be regular events to... Well, why can't they have dances? You know, you know, they, every month or something. They had a dance in hell. I mean, they had a dance in, in year six. They had Slughorn's party. Well, that was unique for Slughorn's party. But he's still there, so you know he's doing that on a regular basis. Maybe they oh, only for his Slug Club kids. Yeah. That's totally different than the whole school wide Great Hall. And dance. maybe they do do it, and we just don't read about it because it's not really important to the story. They never, they never do did it in, uh, you know, any yeah. other six or seven. Maybe it'll be part of the new. <laughs> you see, Regime. you know, Snape is the headmaster and everything, and everybody's getting all rounded up and battered, and yet here's the dance. Well, they're party not going to have the right. Hall. I think that would be probably the first thing to go under a, <laughs> under a deputy regime of Hogwarts. Like, you will dance. <laughs> you will dance. You will enjoy yourselves. <laughs> Snape's up They'll there. They'll just imperi- imperious all of them to go to the dance and enjoy it. What yeah, would Snape's Snape dance of do. choice be? Um, what would, what would his dance of choice be? He would do the John Travolta thing with the fingers in front of his eyes. <laughs> he totally would. Ooh. Like a bat. <laughs> See, that's good because he, he's got Snape's all about the eyes and all the occupancy and legitimacy. What about... That's, that's a like much Lily's clever eyes. answer than I was expecting. Gee. I was going to toss out the worm. You know, I just I didn't give any thought into that. I thought it'd be funny to see a Snape do on the worm. <laughs> that's just me. I find things amusing that are ridiculous. I would have never known. So the one I laughed that one time, that was my oh my gosh! The British dogs in one. funny hats moment was like one of my favorite things to happen on a. On a that was pretty good. I did hear that. Killed me. Yeah, I could. I kept imagining. Yeah, it. where where that. is it? You know, everybody did the Pellegrino dance movie, but nobody did the Project Runway spoof, and I was most. Oh, yeah, that's that's a lot take harder. Work. It takes a lot it more takes work. Dolls. Yeah, I couldn't even do that if I, I wanted to. Pellegrino. Oh, people are people are creative. I have no doubt that this fandom. That's yeah, true. <laughs> see, see, I'm not going to underestimate the fandom again. I have no doubt that this fandom could pull that off. So there, you have no. Okay, excuse. well, you heard it, guys. And whoever will give you, and I will I draw a Patronus again for that person. I already drew one, so yeah. you know what happens. Hey, I should start a Patronus what, drawing um, business. The Potter... There you go. Just kidding. Yeah, that's not going to get you. <laughs> Don't call him Patronus. Or or call him special. You know, Silver trans- animals. Translucent friends. Animal friends. Demons. Call them translucent friends. <laughs> There's another court yeah. case waiting to happen. I'm kidding. Um, uh, no, you should. And then, um, yeah. I, I lost my train of thought there. Gone. Oh, well, it's those drums are just too loud. Halfway up to Peterborough right about now. Um, there was something else that I wanted to tell you guys. And now I can't remember. Okay. It's so well, sad. Well, backtrack. We're talking about like- Patronuses. And then... I distracted you when I said I'll do a business on it and that's when you stopped and said that'll get you in trouble and I was like it would get me in trouble and then I felt oh, remorseful oh it was something it was something about Patronuses I said I would dr- yeah I oh. got it it w- had nothing to do with Patronuses but it was about Harry Potter which means it was off topic in this year's uh. set so um, you know what just won the YouTube 2007 award for comedy what video 
Potter Puppet Pals, the mysterious chicken No way. No. Oh, great. The one where it goes, Dumbledore. Snape. Severus. Snape. Dumbledore. Oh, that one hilarious. Worldwide YouTube contest? Yes. Do you want to know how many people have watched it so far? How many views it has? Five Take a guess. Take a guess. 39 oh million. Whoa. <laughs> 39 million views. I mean, I'm like six of those. I mean, so, God you know. darn. I would never imagine yeah. that. I think I, th- I would uh, assume that it applies to a specific demographic. No, it's that funny. Oh, it's so funny. If you haven't seen it, go to um, PotterPuppetPals.com and watch the mysterious ticking noise video. Funniest stuff I've ever seen. Not ever, but you know what I mean. Dumbledore. Snit. Snape. We should. I'm we Snape. Should, we should stage a the potions master. Some of the students when I, that I sub at knew that. Actually, if you were a member of the Wizard Rock EP of the Month Club and you got the Dumbledore EP from December, there is a fantastic song on there where Dumbledore raps, and they have serious rap. Not serious. They have Remus do a rap, and they have Snape do a rap, and it's the same guy from those movies that bother, bother, bother. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys. Um, and it's hilarious. It's so funny. As a matter of fact, if you hear that song after this wrap-up, that means I got permission from the Dumbledore guys to play Rock. it. So, um, hopefully, hopefully you'll hear it. It's so funny. Oh my gosh, I keep listening to it in my car. I want to hear it. It's so funny. Order of the Phoenix, let me hear you say, what's that Dumbledore? What's that Dumbledore? It's so funny. So, <laughs> there. All right. I guess until next time, though. We just gotta keep twiddling those dials. The next password will be pistachio. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good, Good night. night. We've missed it. W3. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> This week's Pottercast was produced by the Pottercast Trio and Steve Bonnet. Thanks to our Scooby-5 team, Aaron and Nina, and thanks, as always, to our awesome transcription elves for transcribing this and all our other episodes on Pottercast.com. For more information about the show and how to contact us and be a part of future episodes, visit Pottercast.com. Ew, there's something to kill your cauldron. It's getting all over my shoes.